Welcome to an all new episode of Sip the Sauce. I'm your host, Lydia. And today I have with me, I call him a fitness guru. I'm sure he's got <laughs> some less showy names. <laughs> uh, Brian Parody from Bones to Bulk. Thank you for being here, Brian. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. Thanks. So in conjunction with our month of August being health and wellness, I thought today's episode would be really good to kind of focus on more of the fitness aspect. Last week, we kind of talked about both fitness and nutrition. This week, I wanted to kind of focus a little bit more on the fitness. And this is the guy to talk to. He is a coach. He does nutrition, fitness, accountability. You do it all, Brian. <laughs> um, and I am just really happy to have you here. So I want to jump right in. Okay. So um, I guess the first thing is what I've heard over all the years is muscle burns fat. Is that true? It is true. And it's not necessarily that it burns fat, but what happens is the more muscle you have, the more calories you're going to burn just as you go about your day-to-day -day life. So in, in kind of in comparison, you know, for every pound of muscle you have, you burn on average seven to 10 calories, um, okay. as opposed to two to three for every pound of fat. So having That's more muscle, yeah, yeah, it is, it is quite a bit of difference. So you do burn more fat away by having more muscle mass, if that makes sense. It does. And so I have also heard people kind of talk about the importance of essentially leg day, because mm -hmm. leg day has legs have some of the biggest muscles in your body. So dedicating, you know, that time to leg day does help with the overall burning of calories and fat and everything, because those are the big muscles working. Is that correct? It does. It does. Absolutely. Yeah. You can't skip leg day. <laughs> <laughs> That's the last thing you want to see going to the gym and a big, strong, like up top and then little bitty bird legs. Right. Right. I think we've all seen that way too much. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Um, so talking about, you know, gaining muscle, working on your muscle, um, in my last show, uh, I had a women's fitness coach and she was talking about how important it is that woman, women need to get over the stereotype that women shouldn't lift and shouldn't gain muscle. Yes. Um, so do you also agree that it is good and important for women to use lifting and strength training as an asset? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and the reason being is I, I, from from my personal experience, what I've come across with women that I've trained, you know, there's that fear of I don't want to look bulky. And I, I totally mm -hmm. get that. Um, but going and lifting weights won't make you that way. It's going to build mm -hmm. muscle. But that that bulky look comes on the nutrition side. It really has nothing to do with the weightlifting. I mean, it, it plays a little bit of a role. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, there's not really a need a fear of that uh, okay. for women lifting. So when you are creating plans for your clients or if somebody is listening and wants to just start their own program, when it comes to men and women lifting and doing strength training, is there, I mean, appropriately a, a, a difference like men should do this, women should do this, or is it kind of all the same and you just tailor your, your weights to what you can handle? 
Yeah. So when I structure my programs for both men and women, they're exactly the same as far as the type of weightlifting they're doing. Um, obviously how much weight they're able to do is going to vary from person to person, both men and women. Mm -hmm. Um, but my, my rule of thumb is, you know, I usually say, you know, set a certain amount of sets and a certain amount of reps. And I usually recommend three sets of 12 to 15. And how you kind of factor in how much you should be lifting is you should be able to hit at least 12 reps on every single set. And so lift as heavy as you can while still hitting that minimum rep range on all three sets. But, so that was yeah, going to be my I, next I, question. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, I was just going to say, because that's another fear I feel like um, amongst women is lifting heavy. And then, yeah, they, they should be as well. It's It's very good. Yeah. So that was my question. Cause I, I have heard people that are saying lift heavy, less reps or lift lighter, more reps. So I guess more of an endurance versus a strength. What right. is your take on that? So the, that's a very common thing that is very prevalent in the fitness world. Uh, yeah. You lift heavy weights and low reps to bulk and light weights and a lot of reps to tone. And it's, it's really, there's not much truth behind that. You know, they've done a lot of research and they've shown there's really hardly any difference between the two. Um, and so ideally you want to be pushing the only way our muscles grow is by pushing them. Um, mm -hmm. and that only happens by increasing the weight and continuing to, to bump up how much weight we're lifting. So we definitely should be striving to get that weight up. Okay. So someone working in a program, when, when do you know when it's time to bump up the weight? When it becomes, I'm not going to say easy, but you know, you, you have that rep range. Let's say t we're aiming for 12 reps. Mm -hmm. If you're kind of finding that you're going through your workouts and you get to that third set and you finish 12 reps and you're like, I feel pretty good. I probably could do some more. Then it's time to, to bump up how much weight you're doing. Cause it should be a very big struggle to get those last couple up. So by 12, if you're doing the grunting in the ugly face, then you're right where you need to, <laughs> get to exactly, be. Exactly. Okay. That makes sense. Um, so a lot of men want to get bigger, have gains, have big muscle mass. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, I, I think about that and I go, okay, does that mean hours in the gym every day, just lifting until your heart's content. Is there, is there a formula to a, a man being able to see gains as he's in the gym? What, what's the, what's the Brian secret? <laughs> <laughs> the Brian secret. I don't know if there's a Brian secret, but you know, and that's kind of another thing we're, we're inundated, both men and women, we're inundated with social media, right? Which is good right. and bad. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's a lot of unrealistic expectations out there. We see all these pictures of, you know, super fit people and just, you can trace every muscle in their body and in real life, like that's pretty, um, difficult to achieve. And a lot of the stuff we see is very doctored mm -hmm. in, uh, in the social media world. So I think our expectations, we have to be a little bit more realistic with, um, but as far as gaining muscle and getting size, all of that really comes down to the nutrition side. Uh, you asked if you have to be in the gym three hours a day and no, there's a lot of proof that actually after like an hour and a half, mm -hmm. you actually start to lose gains in the gym rather than gain no. them because your body can only withstand a certain amount of workout, um, at a time. So I usually recommend an hour or less. That's kind mm -hmm. of, to me, the sweet spot. Um, but again, it all comes back to food and you've got to be eating good, clean foods that, mm -hmm. you know, feed your muscles and you got to be eating an excess 
of calories so that you're gaining more size. There you go. So you hear that all you gym folks, an hour, That's not right. an hour and a half, not two hours, <laughs> not 10 minutes. <laughs> I've right. seen those people as well. An hour is about the sweet spot. And that's good. I, I think, you know, once you get in there and you get moving, I think an hour flies by without you ever realizing. It really does. And that's an hour of focus training. I know sometimes we can get very distracted yes. in the gym on our phones or talking to other people. So that's that's an hour going in and really being focused on your workout. So then I asked our, my last guest this. I'm going to ask you, cardio, then strength training, or strength training, then cardio, or only strength training, what is your, your professional opinion? So in all honesty, I don't, there, there's a, there's been some research that's shown it's more beneficial after your workout. Um, and I will say if you do your cardio first, sometimes your weightlifting will suffer because you're more tired. Mm -hmm. Um, so for that reason, I usually suggest doing your cardio afterwards, but in all honesty, everybody's a little bit different. And if you don't feel like it affects your weight training, you're not going to hurt yourself by doing your cardio first. Okay. So are you a strong proponent of at least having some cardio in your, in your workouts? I am. So typically what I recommend is doing 15 or I'm sorry, 45 minutes of weightlifting followed by 15 to 20 minutes of cardio to end your okay. session. And that way you're still right around that hour mark. Okay. That makes sense. So on the flip side, men want to have gains and get bigger. Women are looking more more to the getting lean and, and a lot mm -hmm. of men want to get lean as well, but it's more a, a woman's thing. Like you said, they don't want to look bulky, get right. big, but they want to be lean. So if you had a client come to you and let's say that they're fairly already, you know, physically fit, but they want to mm -hmm. lean out, what would be, you know, your suggestions or something that you might put together for her? Yeah. And I have a really good example of this because I actually just finished up training someone very similar to that. She had a lot of experience in the gym. She was in, she was already fit and she just wanted to, to trim up just a little bit more. And so it, it, at that point, it's very much the micro things. You know, when we start our journey, we can make small changes and see a big difference. Uh, but after we've been at it a while and are kind of very close to our goal, then it takes really nitpicking a lot of the little things to kind of go to that next level. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was kind of the case. It was really, really getting the diet to where it was just very, very clean, uh, like mm -hmm. it, calories dialed mm -hmm. in exactly every single day. And then also really pushing ourselves in the gym as far as increasing how much weight we were lifting. Okay. So something that you've hit on in each kind of part of this is the importance of the nutrition and the diet. So yes. another question I asked last week that I'll ask again, um, I have heard or, or one of the quotes out there is that fitness is 80% your nutrition, 20% what you do in the gym. What, are, what is your opinion on that? I 100% agree with that. Um, I'm a prime example of that. When I started, you know, I was the extremely skinny, underweight guy, and I could not put on size. And I ate a ton of food. I was eating like 6,000 calories a day. Oh, and wow. that's what everybody told me. Everybody was just eat more, eat more. And I was going to the gym regularly, and nothing was changing for me. And the reason for that is because people were saying, just eat whatever you want. You just need more calories. And 
it was just garbage in garbage out and it wasn't doing anything to feed the muscles for them to grow. They couldn't pull any nutrition from that. So it wasn't a matter of just eating the right amount of calories. That's, that's a part of it, but it was getting good nutritious food and making sure my sources were good. So I was a case in point that I worked out consistently for a year, ate like crap and didn't see any change. It wasn't until I got the nutrition on track that things began to change for me. Okay. So you talk a lot about clean. And so that's going to be non-processed foods, whole foods. I mean, the only ingredient is it itself. Is that correct? what you're talking about? <laughs> yes. So that is, you know, I think a lot of people strive for that, but then they, you know, fall off the wagon just mm-hmm. once. And then, you know, not only did they fall off the wagon, they kicked the wagon over and never go back. Right. Um, so kind of, you know, let's say somebody is, you know, new to or has made the decision that they want to take control of their health and fitness. Are you going to suggest first get your nutrition in line and then get the fitness part or get in the gym or are you more of a combined it together? What do you think is the most effective? So I think it's a combined thing. Um, I'm very big on baby steps. You know, we kind of have an all or nothing approach. A lot of times to fitness, we think, okay, I'm just going to completely stop eating all the junk and I'm going to work out every day and I'm going to get to my goal in a month. And that's very unrealistic. It it takes, you know, we've got to think about, we've got however many years behind us of bad habits. And sometimes it takes years to undo those. So Mm -hmm. the first thing is realizing like, this is a process. Um, And a lot of times people fail because it's so overwhelming when we just give up everything Mm -hmm. that our bodies like go to shower. Like I can't do this. Um, So I do recommend doing both. I recommend, you know, when you're starting off, start exercising. And that doesn't have to be getting in the gym every day for an hour. That could be going for a walk for 10 minutes and slowly start building a habit of moving each day. Um, and then the same with the food, I, I suggest starting off small, you know, I would say pick one or two things that you know are bad for you. Maybe it's soda or candy or sweet teas or the bowl of ice cream every night. Um, you know, something that you just know is not a healthy item and just focus on that one thing, just focus on replacing that with something healthy. Um, and then slowly build on that each week, pick something else and, and swap that out for something healthy. So it begins to become more of a snowball effect. You know, you accomplish, Hey, I gave this up. Let's see what else I can give up this next week and kind of build on that. So that's usually my approach rather than the diving in head first. Cause I feel like that usually leads to a lot of failure. I agree. And I, that it just sounds so much more manageable when you say it like that, you know, just get moving yes. a walk, you know, do something, just get moving, take out something that's not great for you. And I think all of that is very manageable and can be very, um, like you said, a a really good baby step. And, you know, from my own experience, I feel like once you start taking those small baby steps and you start feeling better, you want to do more, you want to do more, you Mm want to do more and you just get more and more it, you know, ramped up. And then before you know it, you've made a lifestyle change. So for sure, for sure. And then with food too, I, I feel like we we think, well, we've got to eat chicken and broccoli and rice three times a day. And nobody wants to eat that three times a day. You've yeah. got to, that's another thing. You, you've really got to enjoy what you eat. So rather than thinking, well, I've just got to, you know, eat things I don't like, think more of how can I make meals that I do enjoy healthier? 
So for example, tacos, I love tacos. <laughs> I, I know Who most doesn't? people, I know, right? <laughs> and, and tacos is honestly a regular part of my diet. We literally, as a family, eat tacos every week. And I just swap out, you know, beef for ground turkey. And we usually skip the tortillas and kind of do a taco salad. So it's, you know, lettuce and tomatoes and a little bit of cheese and the, the turkey and taco seasoning. So we still get to enjoy those foods, but mm -hmm. it's a healthier option of it. And so that's another thing that can be really helpful rather than just like, I can't eat anything I like anymore. Yeah. Just how can I make this meal healthier? I can't, I can't count how many times I've been at the table forcing food that I absolutely hate. And I'm like, yes. you gotta do it. You, you yeah. gotta do it. You took everything <laughs> else out. So I yeah. like that approach. You just yeah. make things a little bit healthier. You do. Because if you, if you, it, let's be real, we can, we can last a couple weeks eating food that we hate, but it's not going to mm -hmm. last if we, if we just don't enjoy what we eat. No, not at all. And if you don't get into that mindset, the first time you encounter something that you really love, you're going to like go overboard and yes. it's back to not only did you fall off the wagon, but you kicked the wagon over. For sure. <laughs> For sure. So talking about kind of your philosophy and everything. So um, you are a coach, so you are available for people to utilize you in their own journeys. So uh, what does that look like as a new client for you? How do you get them started? How do you, you know, what, what do you do to get them on the, on the path? So usually when someone's interested, um, we sit down on a zoom call and we kind of just talk about, it's a, like a free consult call and we just talk about what their goals are and I'll determine whether I can help them or not, because I'll be honest, there's, there's some people that I, maybe they're dealing with a specific injury, um, and I'm really not experienced in that area and I'll try to pass them along to someone who, who knows more in that area than me. But, um, we kind of sit down and establish what their goals are. Um, and also where they're coming from, you know, what's their history with fitness? What have they tried that's failed for them? What's worked, what's not worked. Um, and then from there, I develop a plan, both meal and exercise based around their life. So, you know, maybe they only have a home gym set up. Maybe they only have a couple dumbbells at home. Um, I'll build an exercise plan around that. Maybe they have access to a full gym. I can build a plan around that. So I try to really cater it to the individual because we're all so different and we all have mm -hmm. different schedules. And so the same thing doesn't work for everybody. Right. That makes sense. Um, so another thing that always gets me is, so you go to the gym and you've worked out and you feel great. And then the next day you cannot walk down the stairs. So, <laughs> uh, you know, that I guess recovery, that muscle recovery process after you've, you know, been in the gym, I think there's a lot of uncertainty or unknowing to like what mm -hmm. you should do. So, you know, let's say you just, like I said, you just finished a really good hour session, you know, what should you be doing for your body to limit as much of the, I can't walk the next day? Sure. Well, there, there's a couple things. First off, that's extremely normal. Uh, and it's, it's not something that's abnormal. Um, so that's kind of the first thing. Um, second off is don't necessarily do a full workout your first couple weeks. Um, do what you would think is a full workout, do half of that. That way you're, cause even doing half of that, your body's not used to that. It's still going to be a, a stretch for you. So, you know, do about half of what you think you should be doing at least for the first week to kind of ease into it. Um, second is make sure you're breaking your muscle groups up. You know, a lot of times we'll go in the gym and what do we do? We do the, the things we're familiar with doing and we do the same things every day. 
Um, mm. and that's not good because our muscles do need 48 hours in between working them out again. So if we break them up into muscle groups each day, they have that time to rest. So for example, maybe I'll do, you know, legs on Monday and then biceps and back on Tuesday and then chest and triceps on Wednesday. So I'm spreading out how I do my muscle groups. Um, also water intake is extremely important. Uh, about 75% of Americans are chronically dehydrated at all times. We don't get enough. Oh, water. Wow. That's a big um, number. I know. Right. And it's just because, you know, when we're thirsty, a lot of times we'll go for a tea or soda or mm -hmm. a Gatorade and that stuff's not really nourishing us because there's so much sugar in it and our body processes it different. So it's not really hydrating us, even though we think it is because we're drinking something. So water is extremely important in muscle recovery and sleep is also extremely important. Sleep is something that we, um, you know, in, and it is hard because we have that grind mentality. I got to work harder and right. but sleep is so, so important for the healing of our body. So I would just say, you know, overall, make sure you're getting sleep, a lot of water and breaking your muscle groups up and then start off doing about half of what you should be doing for your workouts to kind of ease into it. Okay. That makes good sense. Um, so the last like big question I have is with the fitness industry you have the supplement industry it's like hand yes. in hand just every use i mean you don't if you go into the gym you don't see somebody without some pre-workout <laughs> some big jar of protein like there's so many things there are and you know I think as society has gone, I think there's a, a big push on people just saying like, kind of be more natural. Don't put things in if you don't need it. Mm -hmm. um, but then you have all the ones who are like, no, you need the pre-workout. You need the, the drink for while you're working out. You need the drink after you work out. You need the protein after the, you know, the whole thing. Right. So what is your philosophy on that? So I, supplements is a huge industry. Millions mm -hmm. and millions of dollars are poured into it. And there's a lot of crappy products out there and a lot of things we don't need. Um, mm -hmm. There are some things I do think that can benefit us, but they're really to come alongside a very good diet and mm -hmm. supplement that diet. A lot of times we think if I work out and just take supplements, I can still eat all the junk. And right. it doesn't work that way. It's pointless to take supplements if our diet sucks. So food should always be the number one priority and we should be getting our nutrition from that. But with that being said, supplements, I think do play a role. Um, I don't take a lot of supplements. I will say I do take a pre-workout because I get up at like four forty-five AM and I need something to kind of kick me in the gear. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if I work out in the afternoons, like on the weekends, I don't take a pre-workout because I'm already awake. I don't really need one. So kind of, it doesn't, it's not one of those things that I absolutely have to have. It's dependent on, okay, is it early? Do I need a kick or mm -hmm. am I good? Um, the other thing that I take pretty much every day is, is whey protein powder. Um, I take some directly after a workout because our bodies need a quick acting protein after that. Um, so that mm -hmm. we can basically repair the muscles. We're feeding them right after a workout. And it's also good to have some sort of protein before bed, whether that's a powder or whether that's like a Greek yogurt or something, because our body, again, does most of the healing the first couple hours of sleep. So we need to have some protein on hand for that. So I think supplements have their place, but I think we do definitely mm -hmm. go way overboard with them. That's pretty much the only things I take is I take a pre-workout and some whey protein. So... Wow, that's really that's really interesting that you said some protein before bed because I've never heard that before. Mm -hmm. And so that helps in the rebuilding of the muscles, you're saying? 
It does. So the, the our first, um, our REM sleep, which is usually right after we fall asleep, we go into that deep REM sleep. Mm-hmm. That's when our muscles do the most healing. Um, so it's important for them in that healing process to have protein on hand. So we want to have something 30 minutes or so before we're asleep to where it's on hand for the muscles. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. So you take a pre-workout and a whey protein. Do you have a trusted brand that you would suggest to anybody listening? So the company I recommend is myprotein.com. They're, they're an online company only. They're not sold in stores. Um, I'm, I'm frugal. I don't like spending money. So to me, they're the most bang for your buck you can get. I'm not going to say they're the cleanest protein out there, but Mm -hmm. for the price point they're at, they absolutely are. And so to me, life is about balance. So I'm not going to go out and spend a hundred dollars on a small little bottle of something when I can get something that's pretty close for half the price. So with all that being said, I mean, again, wealth of knowledge you are. If somebody wants to get in touch with you for your coaching purposes or if they have questions or anything, how how would you prefer them to find you? Where can they find you? Give us all your social media stuff. Sure. So everywhere I'm at Bones to Bulk. Um, mm-hmm. I'm on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, you name it. Um, I'm out there. Um, you can also go to my website, bones to bulk.com. Um, as far as getting in touch with me, you know, shoot me a message on Instagram, on Facebook. Uh, my website has my email. So kind of whatever your preferred method is. I check, I check my prof, my messages and all profiles. So I'll get back to you for sure. Perfect. And I do want to make sure I point out, you also have your own podcast, I uh, do. bones to bulk. You can find it on all the, all the places, all the platforms. And I like your podcast because all of the episodes that I listened to and what, and, uh, went through are in about 10 to 12 minute range, which yes. is like very nice and bite size and it's to the point and you get what you need to go and get in and get out. So I did uh, really appreciate that. And I suggest, you know, clicking on when you're doing housework at work, whatever good information, whenever you need it. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I try to keep them short. (laughs) Brian, I want to say thank you so much for being on the show today. You gave great knowledge that I think not only myself, but my listeners will be able to utilize. And um, I just, everybody go to his website, go to his podcast, his IG and utilize his knowledge because he's really, he's got the good stuff. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me on. Alrighty then, guys. You have a great week and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at sip underscore the underscore sauce. And make sure you check for new episodes wherever you get your podcasts. Have a great day.